Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Maitreya. There's a new album called Hyper Reels, which was released on June 25th. Right now, I'm being joined by Mark to share some more information about this release and what the band has got going on. I know in the pre-roll, he was mentioning that there might actually be another album in the works. So, <laughs> so Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely great to have you on now. now okay. The Chuckle Pit okay. is deported into a that, uh, which then turns into a pig room. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the opening soundtrack is pretty mint, I gotta say. Oh, well, thank you, sir. <laughs> we, that, was, that was long. We rehearse often. <laughs> so you were saying, son, that the pilgrim departed into the Circle Pit, which became the catalyst to the Hyper Reels? What happened? Okay. Okay. So... <laughs> The Stockle Pit departed into a catalyst and then turned into the Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah, that's actually literally not too far off of how we named some of these songs. They were literally just the demo names <laughs> that we we had produced. And then we had played the songs so long with the demo names that we just didn't feel like it was right to rename them with a more uh, appropriate title. Okay. So what I'm trying to say... Well, so take us through that. So you guys did a bunch of, so a bunch of like, I don't know, scratch track names or however you want to call them. Uh, demo names uh, are showing up on the record. Uh, take us through that. How do you, how do you name a track? You just like, man, this riff sounds like a pilgrim. <laughs> well, well, that one, the, the, the other guitarist enabled, or labeled pilgrim. And uh, I couldn't speak to that, but I know my convention for, uh, writing song names is I have like a almost like a folder of song titles then like okay that could be a concept so it's almost like you're kind of writing around a concept so I guess when they get to the lyric stage there's already sort of a, a general idea a general vibe so like for example Catalyst um, I knew there was sort of a, an emotional song I knew there was sort of a, an element of band chemistry that I wanted to sort of write about so in the writing process, it was kind of like how how would I write a song as if everyone had, were to like kind of create their own parts, or what is it that each man, the band member what would they do in that situation? And even even like a song like uh, "Departed," um, it was about like an argument with, between me and one of the other guitarists. So it was like, well, I'm going to write a song that's <laughs> pretty aggressive or pretty angsty, and it's going to be challenging just to sort of throw off some of you know. Some of those like band band dynamics things. So, um, the the band the band title or the song titles come across pretty random, but um, there's a bit more thought into, uh, I guess, the concept or the intention. And I just find that when I write a song, um, having that motivation at the front can, can kind of guide me if I have a question like what should come next or what does the song title or the concept call for musically. The poster's writing blank and calling it song 2.1, mix 3, whatever, right? You're making fun of the way I write songs now, Mark. Oh, man. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like having, a, having a kid and you're just, oh, well, if we speak 3, we'll just call him... <laughs> Child 3. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Mark, wait till you have kids. You'll find out. All right, well, we, we, we shall see. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... I oh, already have a whole, a whole list of... Uh, Child names in my phone, ready to go. And he said, <laughs> "Yeah, which one? Which one is speaking to me?" I know. It's just so much easier to go, "Hey, son, which one are you?" All right, daughter, come here. 
daughter two, daughter three. <laughs> so much, so much easier than trying to remember their names and birth dates. Um, interestingly enough, you kind of mentioned that the the track titles seem kind of funny, but I'm old and I grew up in the '90s, and especially in like the late '90s, early 2000s, that was kind of the thing for bands to have these one word song titles. Mm. You know, that did may or may not have had meaning, but like Mudvayne Dig, you know, as an example, like songs called Dig, and uh, Stained had Mud Shovel. So I guess at that time you could use the Mud Shovel to dig, and then those bands toured together. That was great. Um, so I didn't really see it as an issue, but that's kind of interesting. Would you guys prefer to write a different way? I guess, or you don't you don't mind. That's something we're uh, we're exploring in the um, in the future is trying to find new ways to basically reinvent the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, traditionally, it's been myself as sort of like the main songwriter is sort of fleshing out the skeleton of a song, mm-hmm. so coming to the table with like an arrangement, you know, a collection of riffs, um, bring that bring that to rehearsal um, with members sort of having an idea of what their what the parts are. And then obviously the vocals taking over and sort of adding that top element. And for this record, we all sort of contributed lyrically and in the process of helping to build the, um, some of the vocal parts. Mm-hmm. But we played these songs for so long. Like I think this record took us at least three or four years and we were playing these songs live all the way through the process. So it, the the lines have become so blurred as to who wrote what or what happened when. It's almost like when you've got to a point where the music sort of blurs away and you're not thinking about it. So it's, it's almost like a muscle memory thing. And I think that's something that we, we've just done as a band is get the songs so ironed out that you don't have to really think about it. Okay. So what was I going to ask? I'll just start doing verbal diarrhea, Mark. Uh, Part of the verbal diarrhea is going to be, okay, so you guys have been working on the record for three to four years, played a lot of the songs live. So you knew going into setting this up as an album that these songs were bangers, that people, crowds liked the songs. Right. They've, they've, they've been crafted through the, you know, trial and error on stage. Um, you know, we've e- either added breakdowns or extended parts or made parts softer or really tried to every show we did was sort of like crafting like what's the flow could this you know could the song order for the album go like this to this that's a really good flow um yeah all those things we had sort of worked out just through the process and being um where i still feel like it's pretty early we're still learning a lot of things in the process so just to go back to your other question like um for the new new stuff we're writing uh the whole the whole process could whole you know flip, flip on its head again and then we can get a whole other Way like maybe we've been we've done some songs sort of vocals first writing around the vocals, um, things of that nature. Like we're just open to trying new things, and I guess when you're in the the progressive sphere of things, you know, anything goes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, writing around vocals, how does that work? Did you come in and say, "Hey guys, I recorded a vocal melody, I don't know, to like a drum beat, a metronome, nothing, just a cappella, and then you guys try and figure out what key." or chords should go with that and then move from how do how do you do that it, it's almost like the singer songwriter approach where you come in with like a the chord progression in a verse or a chorus and then you arrange it and orchestrate it to fit like a five piece metal band or rock band so you're just sort of 
it's really reverse engineering the process of normal where you'd come in with the full instrumental track sort of almost like a from start to finish and then slapping on bullets on top as opposed to let's craft a solid sort of what, what could be like a stripped down acoustic set like just sort of guitar vocals and then in the cracks piece in where the lead guitar goes or where the what, what's the bass line what's the drum beat and just going backwards through that process okay are you guys finding that you're writing this album differently as a result of going through the process of rewriting the other songs because you knew, oh, you know what? That breakdown should be a little bit longer or that verse should be a little bit softer. You just kind of like instinctually know now. Yeah, I think that's it's definitely influenced the way, you know, the things we've seen work and things that we see like didn't work. It's really just finding the things that we, I think, liked and <laughs> There, there have been times where uh, we, we kind of call some riffs like the offspring of if this song and this song <laughs> uh, had coitus, it would kind of create this <laughs> this result of like a, I don't know, the, the combined feel or influence of those two songs has like a, a seed. We, we kind of like playing new seeds of like, okay, that's an idea, that's a style. Um, like, the, like the one thing that I've, I've noticed in the hyper reels that we did was... In the first album, we came across this sort of like riff tapping thing that we did on a set on a song called Boundless. And ever since then, like there's a couple prominent riffs on Hyper Reels. Like there's a section in in Pilgrim, there's a section in uh, Summit that sort of features this um, tapping guitar riff style. And that's sort of almost like a signature. So yeah, it's just building and evolving the things that we think sound good and re- almost like keep diving deeper into what we think nature is or could be. And along the way, we're finding some new gems to explore. Mm-hmm. Okay. You said something super deep there. Figuring out what Maitreya is. What is it? Can you tell me yet? Um, I, I can, I can guess. Um, I think it started out as like a, a vessel for the five of us to sort of just channel our, uh, all of our like artistic sort of influences, whether it's philosophical or uh, poetic or social commentaries or um, things of that nature, and I think that sort of became more apparent with, apparent with hyper reels, where we began to make more um, philosophical statements, some more like uh, existential or um even like some social commentaries into where we think um humanity is going we're sort of taking like this like broader approach to um the the concepts or the vessel that this could be and if i had to sort of guess as to what i think it is or what it could be uh i'm probably going to be eating my words here but uh the i mean the band name itself comes from uh, the Buddhist tradition. So it's a Sanskrit um, translation for future Buddha. So I, I think it, be- it could become like a, a vessel for um, all of these like futuristic um, ideas. And we can sort of just like funnel them through this thing. And um, I don't know, just, I think it's just interesting the way we can treat this project as if it's like a, 
like the five of us coming together creates this like I was thinking of it like that was that that Transformers thing where the five Autobots Megatrons come mm-hmm. together and create the Optimus <laughs> Prime. There you go. So, so I feel it's kind of like that. Like the five of us get together, we can create this like larger species of Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. What's your favorite Transformer? Or who is your favorite uh, Transformer? Man, you're asking the wrong guy in the band. There's okay. there's the more uh, I don't know what the appropriate word is. Uh, there, there's two or three guys in the band that go deep into the comic book and science fiction and that whole world. And I could I could not accurately answer that, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm actually looking into them right now. Megatron. Is it Optimus Prime? Is that is that the ultimate guy? Optimus Prime I, is the ultimate guy. That's why he's Optimus Prime. He's not only is he Prime, he is Optimus. Yeah, but like back in like the the animated series, didn't they like come together and create all all of them had like the one was like the leg, one was like the arm, one was like the torso. Uh huh. What was that called? I thought that was oh. called Optimus Prime. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's somebody out there right now who's just they're just they're pooping themselves crazy right now, Mark. Because <laughs> I'm back. Because they're thank you. Because they're listening in and they're going. That is not Optimus Prime. This person, I guarantee you, is they just no their, specs for the yeah. The artful. They just threw their wax. They just yeah, they just threw their pizza pop and they're like ah they threw their pizza pop. Mom, they make me throw- another one. Uh, they threw out the uh, laptop, and now they're like, "I, I didn't, I didn't do that. It's not a pizza pop." Uh, well, there's six of them apparently, so all six came together to create, you know, two guys trying to figure this out. But the next thing that I looked up, and I did look up the Matrix, I didn't look it up before. I just thought, "Oh, that's a deep philosophical progressive metal name. It fits," and I moved on with my life. Uh, but <laughs> we have. That it is in the Buddhist tradition, the future Buddha, presently a bodhisattva, uh, which would be a bodhisattva, to my understanding, is somebody who could become a Buddha, but is choosing not to so that they can hang around a few life cycles to help other people become a Buddha, unless I'm wrong. Um, And they're residing in the Tushita heaven, who will descend to earth to preach anew the Dharma, or law, when the teachings of Gautam Buddha have completely decayed. The name Maitreya is derived from the Sanskrit Maitri of friendliness. So you guys are angsty and angry, but your band name means friendliness. Well, if you, if you, if you go through some of the music, you will you will hear, like if you listen to Pilgrim, like that's pretty soft and mellow all the way until the end. So there's definitely moments of sincerity or it's, it's almost like if, if you want to be angry and you want to showcase anger... If you're angry all the time about it, you, you sort of undermine the dynamic range of that emotion. So we try to use the full the full gamut of uh, emotions, like really almost like re- reflecting the human experience, right? Like you, you, you have times where you're happy, you have times when you're sad, you have times when you're looking for deeper emotions that just go beyond, um, you know, they say like the, the two base emotions are love and fear. And then you go through and you can basically like, go through and say under love you have like compassion and you have uh joy or you have peace and you bliss and then under fear you have like content and you have uh hatred and you have all these like deeper base emotions you can tap into so i think musically we're we're not shying away from yeah do we want to write a happy song that's a four chord pop song like sure we'll we'll do it if that's the emotional aspect that we're looking to tap into Mm -hmm. 
I think it could be. Well, that's that's fan. That's a fantastic idea. So there's all these threads on the internet. Mark asking, "Is Maitreya actually Jesus?" Probably or, not. Or similar concept. Probably not. I, I, I think based on. I mean, I haven't done a whole lot of research into uh, Maitreya, obviously, as of being, I think, a far-out concept. But from what I know of the yoga tradition, there are these avatars. So you have, like, the Krishna, you have the Jesus, mm-hmm. you have um, people in these lanes that are, um, again, like, the Bodhisattva sort of archetype, where they, they come back to Earth at a certain time. Uh, to, you know, give humanity a little help. Be like, yo, you guys have atom bombs. You should probably check yourself before you uh, wreck yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Put on a mask, sanitize, all those things. Okay. COVID, COVID. COVID, COVID. That's a fantastic concept uh, on paper. Do you feel that uh, Buddhist stuff will decay and then a new law will have to come down and will it be Buddhism or will it become something else and from a theological perspective just like Gautam came to preach a new law Hinduism kicked him out and went along and and killed Buddhists and that's why Buddhism doesn't exist in India anymore it exists all outside of it and then similar as well, Jesus was preaching a new law, but Judaism still exists, and the same thing happened there. So it's a very interesting sociological uh, connotation. We're jumping into this all of a sudden, but very, very interesting <laughs> sociological thing where Judaism created Christianity because if they had just let Jesus do his thing, we probably wouldn't even remember him. And same thing with uh, Buddhism. If they hadn't done what they'd done, who knows where it would be? So it's interesting. Do you think it'll come down to a new form of Buddhism or it'll just be another lane existing of arguably almost the same ethos or a rebellious ethos that then solidifies into its own canon of work? Yeah, based on based on my sort of spiritual journey, if, if you will, uh, I, I'm of the opinion that all religious practice is sort of guiding you towards the one sort of highway. So whether you, whether you find that sort of center of enlightenment or the source or God or whoever you want to label it as, I think all of those practices are going to get you there if you practice it. But um, it's, yeah, it, it's not really about like whether you follow Christianity or whether you follow Buddhism, but whether you're walking down that path. So to answer the question, will it be some other new religion that emerges? Uh, I think I think it could. I but I think the I think the practice itself is sort of been established for potentially millennia through yoga, essentially. So um, yeah, I think it's just like that's why I think we look at these sort of avatars. Maybe they come back just to sort of remind people of. There has been the practice of achieving this nirvana before, and it's going to exist afterwards, and people are going to forget, and they're going to remember again. So it's not really like you're learning anything new. It's just like you're rediscovering what the truth was or has been. Uh That smells like teen spirit, Mark. What? There we go. (laughs) 
Take us through this artwork. Is it then a spiritually expansive ayahuasca kind of album that you want me to go through, or did you guys just want to have that as artwork? Uh, there, there are some seed concepts in there. Like, um, it, it, I think it sort of bridges the idea of a bit of the psychedelia plant medicine kind of stuff. Um, it also ties in some of the AI, futuristic, uh, augmented reality, um, those ideas. Uh, it ties in, again, the sort of the spirituality. Like, is it a being sort of shifting through the void into matter? Like, I, I think all of those things are kind of touched upon, which are sort of elements in, in, the, in the album. So to have sort of this, again, being entity coming through the plasma... <laughs> Stretching out, I think, is, you know, and you also have that sort of uh, threshold of what is the inner outer space in that art, since it's pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. Another ethos, minimalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, musically, you won't find any of that in our, in our uh, <laughs> on the album, unfortunately. That's the ethos of yin-yang, then. You well, guys, you guys are so have- deep. <clears throat> yep, we have to work on our, our minimalism in our, our writing because we uh, we literally throw the entire kitchen sink into a song. <laughs> yeah, maximalism. So in your yin yang <laughs> sphere, you have minimalism swirling with maximalism. There you go. I like that. Mm-hmm. And do you have maximalism within your minimalism? Let me go look back to the artwork. I think you do. There's a lot of color splashes in this. There's a lot going on. I'm wondering why is this dude's face separating from his head? What's he? Why is he shooting fireballs out of his out of his arms, out of his hands? Good question. Maybe it's a uh, one, two, three, it's four, a th- five, six, th- seven, eight balls. Is there a meaning to eight balls? And maybe we like Dragon Ball Z, and isn't eight, isn't isn't there eight Dragon Balls? And <laughs> I think there is, and each ball has one, two, three, four, four inner circles that we can see. Eight balls, four inner circles. Whoa! Mm-hmm. That means there's thirty-two. Thirty-two inner circles on this. Perhaps there's some, you know, fan numerology that can pop up and have these uh, fan theories on. Mm-hmm. What are they trying to say? Numerology, numerology. So the song titles and the song meanings of the song lengths all add up to the number twenty-one. And if you, <laughs> yeah, boom. Well, thank you for bringing up numerology. Now somebody else can get tuned in. The guy who's currently microwaving a new pizza pop because he <laughs> threw it because we got all the transformer stuff wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, currently looking at his china cabinet and staring, petting, petting the original Transformers in their boxes and saying, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And the microwave goes, ding, and he goes back. Now we have a numerology wizard who's going to be like, oh, man, your concentric circles add up to the number five, which is about independence. He's a science guy. And you're releasing the album independently. So it, uh, He's a science guy. it's a scary world. All right, Mark. We chatted about testing out songs on stage. We chatted about writing around vocals. We chatted about the new, the new album, Hyper Reels. We chatted about a few tracks on the album. We chatted about that a lot of them are actually uh, demo names. Uh, we even got into a discussion about uh, various ethos of the world, such as Transformers. We got into Transformers and Buddhist teachings. And Pizza Pops. And Pizza Pops. Oh, I'm gonna throw my pizza pops. Oh no, pizza pops. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Did I miss anything, Mark? No, it sounds good. Okay. Beautiful. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock and Roll Podcast today. For sure. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Okay. Go ahead. Stop, kiddo.